All right, let's see if I can remember how this works. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the hour where there's nothing left to prove. Experimental aggro-concern. It's your perfect world being heard. This is the maniacal hour. You're 100% underground. Powered by the emotion of self-passion. This is how we get I take like two months off and I just realized how dated that intro video is in the span <laughs> of two months. It's absolutely ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the blow off. It is Monday, June 1st, 2022. I am your host, Dr. Jargo P H D coming to you from the evening sun studios in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm joined alongside my tag team partner. He's the G A G from the P W C. He's my man, Jimmy T. Thanks for holding it down, brother. Welcome back to your show. Thank you. And boy, am I glad to hear that voice again. No shit, bro. <laughs> it's been way too long, man. And Jesse's back, back again. Jago's back. So tell everyone, not just your friends, because I'm just glad you're back, dude. Welcome it's, back to your show. It's it's good to be back, man. It's It's been a long process to get here. We had to rewire the studio and buy some new studio gear because that's what you do when you have the studio all torn apart. And so you build in new stuff. So if it doesn't sound good, just give it a little bit of time because we're still kind of experimenting with levels and whatnot. But you know, Jimmy, two months, two months is what it took me to it. get everything kind of reestablished around here i say kind of because my desk is a mess so uh tell me anything going on in the world of professional wrestling while i was gone holy shit bro is there ever dude i mean geez we got the kote Ibushi saga in japan i don't know if it's suicide or if it's yakuza but man that is just crazy we've got the mjf situation that seems to be on the verge of absolutely blowing up and dude, there's all sorts of stuff going on in the in the world of professional wrestling, especially since you've been gone. I know, and, and now we have uh, the you know sometimes the best answer is really the only answer. Best of Super Juniors approaching their finals. Hiromu Takahashi versus El Desperado. The greatest love story in wrestling continues. <laughs> I'm thinking it's Despy's year, but you know you can never you know count out the time bomb. I mean, he has won it three of the last four years. Also, don't count out our Phantasmo. I've just got a feeling he's a smoky dude. He's my smoky for this anyway. Well, but, but we're done to the final now. It's it's Despi oh, versus Oh, so it's Saroma. done officially? It's Despi oh, so he ends up missing out. Oh, damn, because I was just looking at, the, at the, the, what do you call it, the standings, and I thought Phantasmo was on equal 12 points, wasn't he? Without Desperado? But you have to look at who won that matchup. It was El Desperado oh, versus ELP. Damn. So Despi wins by tiebreaker. Great tournament for El Phantasmo. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, Phantasmo's time is going to come, especially now Japan's starting to open up. We're going to start letting Gaijin in again. And I don't mean professional wrestlers like Jimmy, you or I could go to Japan if we want to starting, you know, um, I think it's today, actually. Right. They're, they're, they're opening up the borders. They're going to let everybody back into Japan. Absolutely. I mean, it only takes me five hours to get there. So, man, I actually do want to go and actually do a wrestle kingdom one day for sure man maybe in the next couple of years somehow i moved further away from japan and i i, I don't understand that <laughs> I, that doesn't make any sense, doesn't make any sense. uh let, okay let's let's get the japan stuff out of the way so we don't bore people completely to death um but this kota ibushi situation has to be addressed because you, when this whole thing started you had sent me a message and you were like, hey, you know, what do you make of this Ibushi situation? And I said, I'm still trying to find out the context as to what yeah. is going on here. And you were like, well, I'm pretty sure I got the context. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah and you were right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the irony of it. Um, so I don't want to get too far into it because I don't know what's going on. And I'm not sure anybody truly knows what's going on. 
Uh, here's what we do know. The relationship between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Kota Ibushi is not in a good place in any way, shape, or form. It's not good for Kota. It's not good for the company. It's not good for the fans. I don't know what the answer is, but evidently New Japan's plan is to keep Kota Ibushi under contract and hopefully Kota will come back to work. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I genuinely do not know at this point, but I do not think that New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to let Kota Ibushi out of his contract. Now, there's a lot going on with Kikuchi, and there's a lot going on with Dick Togo, and there's a whole lot of nothing going on with Hiroshi Tanahashi, which is very, very odd to me. I mean, wouldn't you think, Jimmy, that the one guy in the locker room that everybody looks to for an answer would comment on this at some point? Because... It's still Hiroshi Tanahashi. He is still the ace of that locker room. If, the, if something needs to be said in the media, it's going to come from Tana. And I have heard nothing. Not just from Tana, but nothing from Kenny too, dude, which is odd. Well, okay. And, and Carly and I were discussing this. Kenny is posting a lot of stuff of him and Coda. That's um, true. And, and I have a feeling if the forbidden word that we're not supposed to say, if that is what's going on here, Kenny is smart enough to know that anything he says is just going to make it worse. Anything that That's he true. says in a public forum is just going to make it worse. So we're, we're seeing a lot of pictures of the two of them. We're seeing video clips of the two of them like, hey, I got your back. You're my boy. I'm in your corner but I'm not going to make things worse for you and your mother than they already are. It's crazy, dude. I mean, I can't believe what's going on. And they did apologize. And I'm talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. They actually have apologized. And they are, like you said, keeping him under contract. But last time I remember, I'm pretty sure he didn't really accept that apology. Ibushi's not one to accept an apology. It's just not how the dude is wired. I mean, anybody who knows anything about Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi might be the most free-spirited professional wrestler yeah. that I've ever seen in my life. Like, this dude does it for the art. It's not for, you know, the competition. It's not for the superstardom. It's not for the money. He does it for the art, for better or for worse. And I just... There are some things in Japanese culture that do not translate to the West. Even in, and I, I include Australia. You're very much a Westernized right. country, of, right? Of course, no doubt. But especially inside of the language, and as I'm reading all these tweets of people, you know, translating what Ibushi is saying, and they're using words like suicide or murder, well, that word pretty much in Japanese means exactly the same thing. So... Right. So whose translation am I reading? What's really going on here? And until people that can speak English start commenting on this thing, it's really hard to figure out just what in the hell is going on. Well, 90% of the IWC claim it's uh, suicide. I actually agree with you with what you told me originally. I actually do think it has something to do with a hit and with the Yakuza. Everybody knows that. That's the forbidden word, Jimmy. We don't say that well, word. I said it. I actually said it. I mean, so pe if people don't understand what Jimmy's going to be missing a finger the next time you see him. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, it's true. I mean, surely people know that the Yakuza actually run things over there at Bushi Road and New Japan Pro Wrestling and TV Asai. Well, I mean, and, and this is the thing that is so weird about it with Tanahashi for me, because Tanahashi and really the Three Musketeers, Shibata, Nakamura, Tanahashi, ran that shit out of the company. Like the, 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 the whole like Yakuza thing, like we left that in the past. We're like, it's done and it's over with. And then Jushin Liger retired. Hmm. And, and to fill the position left by Jushin Liger, and I mean in the office, they bring in Dick Togo. And Dick Togo had those ties. We all knew that he had those ties. And it was like, oh, it's not a big deal because, you know, he's just like a lower level guy and nothing's going to happen. And then the freaking pandemic hit. And everybody was wondering, how does New Japan keep running shows when everything else is shut down? Exactly. Especially the way the Japanese government and how strict they were with shit. True, true point. It does seem like the Yakuza presence 
has really risen since the pandemic hit. Like they were like, okay, now is the time. This is our opportunity that we can restake our claim to that, 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 on down the line. And I am worried at this point about new Japan pro wrestling because I, the product has not been good. And the attendance is not good. We were still doing the clap crowds for freaking ever. And we couldn't get the Gaijin into the country. Like things are starting to open up. Maybe things are going to start looking a little bit better here. But at this point with everything Abushi is saying, I really question what the hell is going on there. And it's like you said, Jimmy, I don't know at what level it is because at no point, every time I read these tweets from Kota Ibushi, they keep talking about the president, the president, the president. Who's the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling? I have absolutely no idea. I know who the chairman of New Japan Pro Wrestling is, and that's Chairman Sukabayashi, who has not been mentioned by name. And I keep hearing president, not chairman, which really gives me a pause. And I'm like, so who exactly is Kota Ibushi mad at? Is he mad at TV Asai for sending Kikuchi back over to New Japan Pro Wrestling? That's what it is. But Or is he mad at Bushi Road? which is the parent company of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, like, I don't know who Kota Ibushi is mad at. I know he's mad at Kikuchi, but I don't even know who Kikuchi works for. Kikuchi worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling, got fired from New Japan Pro Wrestling, went to work for TV Asai, became a professional wrestling writer who happened to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and now he's working back at New Japan Pro Wrestling. But I don't know if he's on New Japan's payroll. I don't know if he's still on TV Asai's payroll. I don't know if he's on Bushi Road's payroll. I have right. no idea what's going on, and these are the questions that people just don't know to ask, and they don't dare ask inside of the Japanese media. And we, without that language barrier, it's so hard to get any kind of straight answers. But I do find it weird. Hiroshi Tanahashi isn't saying a word. Uh, Katsutori Shibata, not saying a word. Rocky Romero, not saying a word. Kenny Omega, not saying a word. These are the people that you would look to for a comment. And yes. their silence speaks volume to me. It does. It does. Uh, and just quietly, uh, the president for New Japan apparently is Takami Obari. And the fact that I don't even know who Takami is speaks volume about Takami and his personality, right? I mean, like, <laughs> right. like does Sukabayashi <laughs> report to him or does Takami record, report to Sukabayashi? I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I actually have no idea who reports to who and which one is the biggest sort of title. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, but this is crazy. I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm leaning towards... Uh, what's it called? Kota Ibushi being more upset with uh, TV Asashi, man. You know what I'm saying? And what's going on there with, uh, what's his name again? Uh, the, that guy, Tigushi, that's it. Who's gone back and forth between the TVs and the company because they did fire him, what, like a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah, he was the head of merch. And then right. him and Ibushi got into it, like going back way back then, he goes to work for TV Asahi. And now he's back in New Japan, but I don't know under whose payroll. That's the thing. I like I don't understand what his role is inside of the company. Is he still just a writer? Or well, that's that's what they say. I don't know. They say there's... he's a writer right now, but there's something more to this guy. And he's obviously, and he they also say that he could be a yakuza representative also within the company. So and we know I mean... that he's Togo's boy. That's pretty much right. all we know. And there's your connection. <laughs> and where is Gato in all of this? Like he's not saying a word, dude. It's weird, man. The whole it's, freaking it's... situation is weird. And apparently, also Kota is weighing at a, about seventy-five pounds. He claims. If that's true, that's crazy, dude. How can that even be possible? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, Ibushi's a weird dude. Ibushi right. is I mean, a that's weird dude. I mean, he, he claims he's that skinny right now, like he's got no muscle. I mean, I don't know, but that's what he said on Twitter a few weeks ago. Well, I mean, he hasn't been doing anything. Absolutely nothing. Like, we haven't seen him since Wrestle Kingdom. Has anyone even ran into him in public even? Like, has not, he appeared anywhere? Not that I'm aware of. Wow. I'm worried for him, man. I'm, I'm hoping he pulls out of this okay, but where do you go from here, man? Because I don't actually see him going back to New, to New Japan. 
at all. DDT. I think I think that is the best place for Kota Ibushi. And I hate to say that because nobody watches DDT. I don't watch DDT. Sure. But DDT is the only place I know that gives Kota Ibushi the creative freedom to do what it is Kota Ibushi does and wants to do. And he can still also appear in AEW because they've also got that connection also. Not just with New Japan, but with DDT too. Well, so, but this is the kind of thing where if Kota Ibushi would show up on AEW television and there's something going on with Kota Ibushi and New Japan, New Japan could be like, you know what? Forbidden Door is off. <laughs> Imagine that on the 11th I mean, hour. Look at, look at how they treated Impact Wrestling for two decades. True. I, I mean, agree 100%. I mean, but Impact Wrestling didn't do them any favors either, though, when you think about it. No, absolutely freaking not. Absolutely not. Look at the way they, they used to like portray Okada at one point. Yeah. How Okada. crazy is that, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy, man. I can't believe and I remember that too, man. So do I. So do I. Speaking of Okada, Kazushka Okada, Switchblade J White, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship on the line. Okada's not dropping this belt. Right. No, and it's a shame because I actually wouldn't mind Switchblade actually getting the title back. I mean, I don't mind it, but I mean, Jay hasn't been in Japan for like a year and a half. That's true too. I mean, he's been in the States for like a year. Yeah. That's how long it took him to actually get back to Japan. One fucking year. That's that's unbelievable when you think about it. It's incredible. And it's incredible. And I guess they do need to build him up again because let's be honest. All the promotions that he worked for here in the States didn't do shit for him. No, they certainly did not. They certainly did not. Um, let, let me just play Fantasy Booker for a second, um, and, and then we'll talk about Double or Nothing. We kind of use this as a segue into Double or Nothing. CM Punk, of course, the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Forbidden Door, of course, coming up in Chicago. Bulls representing on Jimmy T's dome right there. Um there's no chance, like no chance. We're not doing champion versus champion title for title, right? Like, like no. there's a zero percent chance we're not doing that, right? No chance, no chance. It's not happening because how do you book this match? Uh, you, you put Kazuchika Okada over. I would, Okada I would too. Walks away <laughs> with, with all the gold. And, Absolutely. And then Kenny has to go get the belt back, right? Like, oh, that'd I mean, be like, awesome. That, that that's that the storyline awesome. that you go with there, right? Like, no question. Well, funny you say that because CM Punk did say on the after the Double or Nothing media scrum, he did say he only wants this to be a short term thing with him carrying the title. He doesn't want to hold it for long. Apparently, that's what he claims. So maybe, just maybe, could we get Kazuchika Okada becoming not just your IWGP World Champion, but your AEW? world champion also i mean it's the best story that they could possibly do i mean without I'd question to see right? that i would love to see that and then get kenny to actually come and collect it back for AEW. but there, there only there's only one problem though jago as good as that sounds there's word that kenny could possibly not come back till at least 2023 apparently so well yeah that's do you think we can go that long with okada being AEW champion okay so let me ask the question a different way. Okay. Do you really think we could go that long with the best professional wrestler on the planet holding, you know, the world championships of, you know, multiple? Yes, I think that could happen. I mean, until you show me a professional wrestler better than Kazuchika Okada, he should have all the belts. He should be the WWE <laughs> Universal Champion, the WWE <laughs> World Champion, the AEW uh, World Champion, the Ring of Honor World Champion, the MLW <laughs> World Champion, the Pro Wrestling Noah World Champion. Uh, he should be the Zimbabwe World <laughs> Champion. I mean, like, all of the belts. Give Okada all the belts. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude. I mean, you didn't know I spoke it. Zimbabwe, did you? <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, fuck it. Might as well put in Ghana World Championship as well. Right. Uh, Tahiti. Somalia. Somalia. <laughs> yes. As long as he can oh, dodge man. the bombs that Joe Biden's dropping over there, I mean, he'd be all right. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck it. He's just a universe, the whole universe, not just WWE Universal Champion, yes. but the whole universe. Yes. Look, 
that would be great. As long as he can actually appear in the States a lot more frequently than he does in Japan. Because there's no way AEW is going to allow him just to stay in Japan and do no. his thing. So That's the problem. So with CM Punk as the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, because that completely changes the equation for me when it comes to Forbidden Door. What is and what is the match that you want to see? Because I, Punk was like, you know, I want Okada, I want Tanahashi, I want Osprey. Like he he named off several guys, he but did. I, I did notice there was one that was missing that he kind of let out. That he let out that was missing from New yeah, Japan. Well, yeah, but one guy. Well, he didn't mention Naito. That's for sure. Well, no, yeah, but yeah, it's Naito. Who's the yeah, one well, guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling you want to see CM Punk fight? There's Japan, only one me, answer. There's one answer, Jimmy. Don't say Tanahashi. No. It's fucking Kenta. Kenta versus oh, CM yeah, yeah, Punk. Yeah. Of course, of course. But and that can wait, who did, though, dude. Who did CM Punk not mention? Fucking Kenta. That's true. All right, well, then there's your matchup right there. That's what's going to happen, 100%. But I, I don't like that match now that CM Punk is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion <laughs> because I feel like Kenta needs to win that fucking match. I agree. I actually don't like this matchup right now either. It just doesn't work for me. I don't know why. You're right. I agree with you. It's weird, dude. So what do you do? What do you, who, who do you give CM Punk in Chicago at Forbidden Door? Oh, man, you, I guess you do go with Kenta, though. I mean, I mean, him not mentioning him. There's no way that purpose. you can have Punk lose to Kenta in Chicago. He won't. As no an EW World Heavyweight Champion. No chance. But the, no I chance also, at all. I, I do not see Kenta laying down for CM Punk. I just don't see it. Well, after know, all man. the years and after everything that has been said between those two guys, I don't see it happening. Well, maybe you end it in the schmoz. <laughs> you, do, you go for your dusty finish. It'll piss off everyone, though. That's for sure. Yeah. And AEW is doing that way too much. Um, that's one of those things I noticed at Double or Nothing, where it was just like, oh, a distraction <laughs> finish. Oh, oh, oh there's dude, another distraction it. finish. Oh, the lights went out. The lights are back on, distraction Fuck, finish. I hate that shit, bro. And it's just like, my God, can we just get a matchup where it's like, this guy was better than that guy and beat him in a singles match? Like, I what is so goddamn hard about that? I don't know. That, that, that. I'm I'm confused too, Jago, because they keep doing this shit, bro. Now every time the lights go out, I'm set up for disappointment, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I got excited. I must admit, when I saw those lights go out, I thought maybe could it be Bray Wyatt say because it only makes sense for someone to debut with the lights out, like someone like a Bray, because we've got all this darkness in the ring. Evil no, darkness, House of Black, Triangulo right. de la Marta, and no, we get a goth <laughs> cheerleader. Yep. I mean, and goth cheerleaders are I, hot. I, I'm not hating on goth cheerleaders. But dude, it was just such a disappointment. <laughs> I was so let down, bro. You don't understand my heart sunk. It just went, oh, really? Right. right. Well, let, let's kind of run through the card. We talked a little bit about the main event. Um, right. I thought the main event was really good. Um, I really enjoyed Hangman Page versus CM Punk. I did not like the finish. I did not like the ref bump. I did not like Hangman Page choosing good over evil and it costing him the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, mm. Even though I'm fine with him dropping the title, I didn't think it was going to happen here. I, th I thought it was going to happen in Chicago at All Out. Uh, what do you make of the decision to put the title on CM Punk? Was it the right decision? Was it the right time? I actually think it was the wrong decision at the wrong time anyway. Because let's be honest, I, I would have gone with Chicago with Punk getting the belt. It felt so uneventful. Did the fans really pop when you think about it when he won it? Heck, he well, was just sitting okay, there wait. in shock. But but the show was people had to they had to take a nap in the middle of the show so they could You're wake right. up for the main event. I mean, because <laughs> four hours and forty five minutes or whatever the hell it was. I mean, it's come crazy, on, bro. Dude. I was losing my mind. Come main event, honestly, dude, I, I was starting to lose interest. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, that's how crazy this pay-per-view was. And to be honest, it was typical, man. It, it didn't start off that well, right? Yeah, sure, the fans were gassed out by this point and tired. 
but they were still kind of shitting on the match too, bro. They kind of were, man. And I just feel like it wasn't as eventful Punk winning right now than it could have been in Chicago. When you do a babyface versus babyface matchup, <laughs> that um, too. I mean, you're you're already fighting downhill because I mean, you want one guy to win, you want one guy to lose, right? right. And it was like even the way that the, the fans were during the match, right? It's like CM Punk, CM Punk. And then it would fade out. And then the, the cowboy shit chant would start. Like they were so polite that they would actually, you go ahead and finish your chant and then we'll start our chant. But at least yeah. it wasn't, you know, both these guys. Cause I fucking hate that. I hate the fight forever bullshit. Like, oh. I mean, at least the crowd was good about the way that they kind of, played back and forth with both of these guys being baby faces the way things were set up i thought for sure punk was turning i thought for sure cm punk was gonna turn and hangman page was gonna be like i told you i told you he was a piece of shit i've been telling you for weeks that that's what's going on here um you should believe me and screw that guy right but instead, we get the th- whole thing with the belt, and I just I, I did not like the finish. I didn't like the whole closing sequence to what I thought was a pretty good match, and really the only match on this show that I will go back and watch for this year enjoyment of the match. I'm still watching Wardlow versus MJF, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. But everything else on this show was just complete filler garbage that could have been on a dynamite we did not need 13 matches on this show you could have gave me a five match show got in got out in two and a half hours and i would have been a happier job me too and like the, for example the darby allen and Kyle O'Reilly match short like really did not need to, to happen on this card okay they could have waited for dynamite same with the let's be honest jug i hate to say it but the scorpio sky match and Ty Conti, Sammy Guevara, that six-man had no business match. being on this show. Bullshit, I, as, right. I've got the card here, right? So Wardlow, MJF, absolutely put that on the show. We'll, we'll talk about oh, that. We've had that show. main event, to be honest with you, Jago. It had the most heat. I absolutely mean, the most heat question. by a mile. Hardys versus Young Bucks? Ooh. Yeah, okay, maybe it makes the show, but there's no way in hell it goes 19 minutes and 15 seconds. Absolutely no not. chance. It was so no overindulgent. Chance. Jade Cargill <laughs> versus Anna J. That should have been flat. It should have been on Rampage. It shouldn't have even been on Dynamite. Um, House of Black versus Triangulo de la Murta could have been on Dynamite. Adam Cole <laughs> versus Samoa Joe should have been in fucking Ring of Honor. Dr. Brett Baker <laughs> versus Ruby Soho should have been on fucking Dark Elevation. American <laughs> Top Team versus whatever the hell it is that they're doing to Frankie Kazarian should have been on dynamite <laughs> thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb belonged on the show Jericho right. appreciation society versus Blackpool LA combat club absolutely should have put that on the show no chance right. in hell it should have went 22 minutes and 45 oh, seconds no way no Jur- fucking way Jurassic Express versus Keith Lee <laughs> and Swerve versus team Taz should have been the main event of a dynamite. Like this was not a pay-per-view card. You have like four You're matches right. that were worthy of being on a pay-per-view. You're 100% right, man. And I'm glad you mentioned some other matches too, because a lot of uh, the IWC would probably absolutely put their arms up in like hoorah, because they'll say, no, but the Keith Lee swerve match should have been on the pay-per-view and whatnot and jungle express, whatever. But you're I right. I see no reason that match should have been on pay-per-view. Now, if, if, if they would have done this on a dynamite and there was some kind of right. chicanery, Jurassic Express retains, and the team that did not get pinned had challenged Jurassic Express for the tag titles in a one-on-one, two-on-two, you know what I mean, team right, right. versus team, I would have been fine with that on the pay-per-view. I hate triple yeah. threat matches on the fucking pay-per-view. I absolutely mm-hmm. hate it unless you have built to a triple threat match for a reason. Right, which there wasn't. <laughs> no, there was you know no what? reason. I'll be honest. The, the best match on the card, honestly, in my opinion, right, which is a shame because it should have gotten more sort of heat during the match, but because I guess the fans were pretty gassed, was Serena Deeb against Thunder Rosa, dude, honestly. I think the problem there is it's good wrestling, but neither one of their personalities is clicking. That's I mean, true like, too. Something is missing. Like, there's no heat there. 
Like Serena Deeb is really freaking good. Between the ropes, she might be pound for pound the best athlete inside of AEW. For sure. But she has no personality. Like the one thing that people are going to remember about Serena Deeb was when she shaved her goddamn head. That's the one thing that people remember about Serena Deeb. And Thunder Rosa is basically Hangman Page. The money was in the chase, not the rain. Right, like people were really behind Thunder Rosa to go and, and beat Britt Baker, win that championship, and now even Tony Khan doesn't know what the hell to do with her. She's only had like what was I, I saw a stat like twenty five minutes of screen time since she won including that title, match. including the last match. Yeah, before that it was seventeen minutes, Jago. I mean, what the hell, dude? Seventeen fucking minutes. Think about that for a minute. But it's true, and I dare say they should have pulled the trigger with Thunder Rosa. Before she even won the title, because even at that yep. point, they cooled her down big time, bro. She yep. was cooled down hard. But if you go back two months before that, done she it was red hot. It should have right. been. Right. They should have done it then. Revolution. Yep. And they didn't do it for some reason. You know what I mean? So they fucked up Thunder Rosa themselves, and that's on them. You know what I'm saying? And even now, while she's the champion, no one gives a shit. No one cares, man. Nope. Nope. I completely agree. Uh, best match on the show for me. Pre-show match, Hookhausen, you bet. Hookhausen defeat Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Um, I've come to the conclusion that Hook's sole purpose in life is to not laugh at Danhausen. And Danhausen's sole purpose in life is to make Hook laugh. Like, that is what's going on here, and I love it. It's it's absolutely freaking hilarious to me. And and I'll be honest, I saw Hook actually crack a smile at least Maybe two or three times. As long he as no sold it. Contact. You're right, all right. right. He no sold it. But I saw his lips was was sort of edging to like a smile, and he wanted to laugh, but he no sold it. So you know, hats off to him. But yeah, look, man, there's room for this haha in AEW. For whatever reason, these two click. They've got chemistry. You know what I mean? And Danhausen's there just for the for the laughs, and Hook's there to fucking you know. Clean up for Danhausen, pretty much. You know what I mean? Get the hot tag, finish the match. And I, I, I very much appreciate Tony Schiavone thinking that Danhausen's first name is Dan and his last <laughs> name is Hausen. Like that just popped the ever loving shit out of me for one reason or another. Tony Schiavone mm. just calling him Dan. Like, like, you know, he's, it's just Dan. Dan uh, don't worry Hansen. about Dan. It's, it's just Dan. <laughs> oh, you don't know Danhausen, my friend Dan Hausen? <laughs> Have you seen him without his makeup and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How trippy is it, man? I mean, he's a completely different person, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great. I love it. I love it. It reminds me of, like, Darby Allen's brother, though. Long lost brother, bro. Without the face painting shit, I could see them two sort of having a thing. I could, too, unfortunately. Oh, boy. Can you imagine oh. that? Hopefully it's not as Danhausen, but we're talking, hey, Darby Allen, we can, uh, the <laughs> we can do something here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's he doesn't Andy even Kaufman. give credit to freaking Andy Kaufman, bro. He mentions all this other shit, but Andy Kaufman. I, I know. To myself, Get that's, fucked. Yeah, because as soon as he says it, everybody's going to be like, oh, wait, that's it. I get it now. <laughs> I can't believe that many people are not clicked on yet, bro. Can you believe it? I think I feel like it's just you and I. For real, bro. Carly's the one that was like, the first time I showed her Dan Housen, she was like, it's Andy Kaufman. And I was like, holy fucking, shit. It's literally Andy Kaufman. It really is, man. It's, it's demon it's, Andy Kaufman. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I mean, if anyone checks out Andy Kaufman shit, you'll come back and say, you boys are right. I mean, because yep. it's facts, man. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and does not give him credit. So let's talk about MJF. Um, what the hell is MJF doing? I don't know. Um, so I guess the question is, is this a work that turned into a shoot that went back to being a work? Or is this a shoot that became a work that's back to being a shoot? Um, because there's there, there's clearly something going on here from what I have heard backstage. Um, but I'm not exactly sure what in the hell it is. But I do know this. MJF is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, no matter how you slice this, MJF is fucked up. Um, because you're either cutting off all of the leverage that you had for any kind of contract negotiation. Or 
you're just alienating the fans and the people that are paying your paycheck. Like, I, I'm not sure which way this thing is going, but no matter how you slice it, this is not a good thing. It's not, man. But I still think it's a work. It has to be, bro. Because MJF is not that dumb, surely. Unless WWE have come in, right, and literally offered to to pay out his contract and this is his way to get out. You don't know. You never know. They could have made a play like that, right? I know it's illegal. Technically, it's tampering. I get it. But the, there's no governing body to say that, that that's illegal. The thing that is risking. so weird is I'm hearing like, because at first I was like, MJF is getting terrible advice from somebody. Right. And then I was told, no, he's just not taking the advice that he's getting. There's that too. So what changed? Because it wasn't that long ago that MJF was like the company guy, right? Like we, right. we, we were all looking at MJF as, you know, not only one of the pillars, but the potential face of this company for a very long time. What happened? What changed? And the only question. thing, the only thing I can come up with is Cody. <laughs> See what I mean, dude? Because think about it. When you think about it, when did everything change with MJF? It was when Cody it's, left and went to WWE. It's no secret that Cody and MJF are actually pretty close. I mean, it's that's a fact. They are very close. Do not be surprised if Cody is the middleman with him and WWE in negotiations. And this shit, there's only one way he's doing this, and that's WWE somehow interfering with all this dude it has to be otherwise it's a work man right i'm look it has to be a work because you're you're right i mean wouldn't that fuck his chances wouldn't that be look at that like oh we can't have a guy like this on our roster the way he's acting well, that's I why mean, i'm not thinking, only that but like you know I, vince is the kind of motherfucker that'd be like you know well we were gonna pay you a million dollars but uh <laughs> Now the only other place you can go is MLW. So we'll pay you three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing he's making like a hundred and fifty, bro. Think about well, that for and, a minute. Well, here's what's happening. That's right? good money, though. <laughs> but MJF is looking at this like he's a professional football player who plays for the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. That's the way he's right. looking at. It. Like I'm a rookie who signed a deal you know, three years ago and I have outperformed my contract. And now I want you to overpay me for the money that you didn't pay me the first time around. That's right. very much kind of the impression that I'm getting from talking to people behind the scenes at AEW, that that's kind of what's going on here. But I, I just, I'm baffled by this decision-making. Why would you alienate half of your negotiating leverage? Like you right. at least want to make that stupid. Like, and he's still got a year and a half on his contract. Like, right, we, have, yeah. we, we have seen how mm. Tony Khan handles this situation, Brian Cage. Yeah. Like, so you're going to just sit at home and collect your $150,000 for the next year and a half? What's your value to WWE when you haven't been on TV in a year and a half? That's why it's either he's the most stupidest person on the planet, which I doubt he is, or this is a complete work. And if it's a work type of deal, WWE would have to be in his ear telling him what to do, man. I mean, it is via just, Cody. I mean, the link is there. Well, and the way this match went down, the match only went seven minutes and thirty seconds. He got buried, dude. Straight up, he really did. I mean, it was I mean, a squash. It was an it absolute was squash. squash. This is how you treat people when they're on their way out of the territory, and you're trying to make That's the new true. monster. Well, is it possible WWE are willing to pay out his contract? It can't be that much. If he's getting paid peanuts, that means it's peanuts to pay out. That doesn't mean that Tony Khan has to accept it. It's only $150,000 to a billionaire. That's what I'm saying, dude. Think it about is more that for worth a second. It. it is more worth it to Tony Khan to pay MJF $150,000 to stay at home for the next dude, year. Dude, now I'm convinced even more that WWE have, have come into it man, and offered him a million-dollar contract or something like that, right? Because think about it, dude. It's peanuts to pay out. Even if WWE have to pay double, say, for fucking for Khan to let go of him, right? I'm sure they would. Where does worth it? 
where does Wardlow go from here? It's a good question. I mean, where does Wardlow go from here? Unless like, he's not going for a TNT or World Championship, they've got to tread carefully from now on. Everybody is so high on Wardlow, and I get it. All right. I like Wardlow a lot too. Right. But there is something to being the guy who's playing off of MJF. Right. Like, 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 how is he going to handle working with Sammy Guevara? How's it going to work working with Scorpio well, Sky, Frankie Kazarian, well, Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, when you don't have somebody with the wit of MJF to help you come up with this shit? Like, now I'm really curious what the hell are we going to do with Wardlow? He's hit the pinnacle, no pun intended, man. Right now, he's that hot that they should just put the belt on him. I mean, seriously, fuck it. Even on Dynamite, make him number one contender and beat Punk. That would get a lot of people talking. Imagine that. I have a feeling he's going to be the one to beat Scorpio, and I don't like that either. I think he will too. I mean, Sammy Guevara now, after losing that match in that six-man He's not allowed to go for the TNT Championship anymore, remember? And praise Jesus Christ for that. Absolutely. So I don't. I think Wardlow's safe from Sammy Guevara. But otherwise, he would have to squash all those guys. Let's be honest, dude. When you think about it, man. Right? They've put him that hot that you got to squash these guys. It's the only way. Kind of like Goldberg did to Hogan. Just squash much. But But dude. if you remember, Goldberg was the U.S. champion before he went after He was. So I, I right. think I think Scorpio. Oh, he's the, sorry, bro. Oh, he's gone. He's next. En- enjoy that purple and gold belt while you can. <laughs> but oh boy, that's a shame. I mean, it's the only logical step, right? And then him as TNT champion wins the AEW World Championship. Also, bro, okay. he'll be the first one in the company. Christened Goldberg 2.0. Boom, we're off to the races, bro. The Hardys beat the Young Bucks. I don't really care. Um, Jeff Hardy looked awful in this match. He's kind of like a lost puppy dog, just kind of like roaming around in the crowd at this point. Like if that's his new gimmick, I don't really get it. Matt Hardy can't move anymore. Uh, Let Matt Hardy just be a manager. Um, At this point, I think it's time to do Broken Matt and Brother Nero because they are both broken. Like these guys, they're, they're just physically they can't do what they need to do anymore the bucks tried but i mean you can only do so much with two guys who can't move you're right they the bucks did try man and and honestly they they done well i hate to say it but they really did the bucks yeah man i I mean as far as the hardies go jeff looked like he was on somers bro something like seriously like i was saying it was soma slam for jeff hardy bro i mean seriously <laughs> I know. Love it. I know it's, it's so fucked up, player. but you can have a raw rumble with all the somers, bro. I'm talking about with the soma guys. Oof, it'd be like a yeah soma slam, like I said. But um, yeah, dude, he was off his head. He was doing something. But you know what, dude, his swanton was actually on point this time, bro. Hey, at least he knows how to almost fall on his head. I mean, that's true too. I mean, that was Matt though. <laughs> and speaking of cosplaying and stuff like that, they cosplayed Matt Hardy falling from the top row when he done his version one. And, and I popped. That's funny though. That's I true. Popped. I popped too. I laughed as well. But that's the problem too, actually, Jago man. Do you like all this cosplaying shit? I mean, even in the main event, we had it, bro. No, especially with the cosplaying of Bret the Hitman Hart. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of over it. Kinda Big time. Over it. I loved Bret Hart, but I'm, I'm... me too. I'm kind of over it. Uh, Jade crazy, Cargill bro. beats Anna J. I'm, I'm Should surprised. Have been in it, 10 seconds. I'm surprised it went seven and a half minutes. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, just, I don't get it. It's and now stupid. Athena showing up, um, former Ember Moon, like, that's cool. Uh, but it's, it's just cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't feel a whole lot of substance. They need to fucking recruit more. Your upper card female wrestlers right now, man. What's out there? What's available? Well, possibly Sasha Banks. I mean, well, actually, I've got an idea. Here's an idea, actually, Jago. Why not fucking both companies do a trade for possibly Sasha Banks and MJF? One goes one way, the other one goes the other way. Everyone's happy. That fucking makes a lot of sense, bro. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd be down with that, I guess. I mean, 
at that this possibly point, happen at this point i mean they're both headaches to the companies that they're in <laughs> i mean and, and i don't even say that disrespectfully of either one it's just you know much like myself there's superficial dicks with a, a diva perception you know it's just absolutely and who's the biggest star right now who would you be more happy with i think that's a pretty even trade um i would much rather have mjf so would i I mean, but still, Sasha Banks would be pretty hot if they could manage that. But, I mean, I, with that said, right, like, I've gotten to the point, especially since moving to Indiana, where I enjoy watching the WNBA more than I enjoy right. watching the NBA. Um, but that does not mean in any plane of existence that I'm trading, like, you know, Sabrina Inushku for LeBron James. <laughs> like, one of those right. people That's is going to put asses in seats, and That's the true. other one is Sasha Banks. You know, I mean, but in wrestling, it's a little bit different the context though of that. Not it's, really. I mean, I think at, so. Look at how Evolution sold as a pay per view. That's true. That was pretty bad. That was real bad. It wasn't a bad show. I actually didn't mind no, the show. But but that's really funny. It, it's men's sports and women's sports. They just they don't draw the same. That's not because of the talent. It's just, it's just the women. reality. <laughs> right. I mean, only women's tennis and maybe now women's soccer is coming up a little bit. But women's tennis is definitely the only one where. People look at it pretty sort of evenly with the men. Yeah, but which one draws more people? It's still the men. But a good, but a good women's game, like a say Serena Williams, absolutely, absolutely. and um, yeah, Ash Barty, say right that that he's going to draw. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's still going to get eyeballs. What's what's going to draw is the stars, and Serena Williams is a star, and she's marketed like a star. Right, and absolutely. Nobody inside of a WWE context is marketed like a star. Nobody. It's just maybe Ronda Rousey, dude. No. No, you she don't think so? No. I mean, the, Ronda Rousey is a star because Ronda Rousey was a star before she got to the WWE. If there's nothing dude. WWE is doing that has grown the star that is Ronda Rousey. That's true too. No, I can see that. No, you're right. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe they work something out like that. Who knows? I mean, it could be a win-win for both companies though, dude. House of Black and Triangulo de la Murta was terrible. Um, and, and I like all these guys' as talents, but it was move, 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 move. And then a couple more moves. There was no selling whatsoever. It was just absolute insane action for 15 minutes and 35 seconds. You know, even if you would have taken, you know, 15 minutes worth of moves and used 35 seconds to sell, it would have been better than it was uh, because it was just 15 minutes and 32 seconds of moves and then a three count. It's nuts, dude. And, and on top of that, once again, the death triangle take another L, bro. Again. Yeah, but I feel like I I feel like there's more to be made with House of Black than there is with Death Of course, I absolutely mean, there is, and that's why it was a bad matchup in the first place. And for I mean? the love of God, for the love of God, just turn Penta heel and put oh. him in the House of Black. Even like, Pac Man. Ugh. Like, seriously, make Ray Pac, Phoenix the baby it. face. I mean, just brother versus brother, black versus white. Like cool. Uh -huh. I'm down with it, but I, it, it's not working for me. They won't fucking do it, bro. I mean, it's so obvious, too. It's there, but it just they won't do it. Britt Baker defeats Ruby Soho. Adam Cole defeats Samoa Joe. So we have uh, the couple, the, 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 the king and queen of hearts, if you will, with yeah. Adam Cole and yeah. Britt Baker. Um, I didn't like Samoa Joe even being in this match. Um, I, I kind of wanted them to do Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole um, just to kind of advance that story of the, the undisputed elite and where things kind of stand. And they were doing that in WWE also in NXT, right. so it makes sense. Adam Cole gets the win. I like that because you needed to rebuild Adam Cole. He needed a big win. Totally down with that. Britt Baker defeating Ruby Silho. 99.999% of the time, I am fine with. This was not this. This is like that point zero zero one for me, because you need to make stars inside of that women's division, and you're never going to do it if you just keep having Britt beat them. Like at a certain point, Britt Baker has to lose a fucking match clean so that you can elevate other people up the card to her level. 
That's the way this whole Thunder Rosa's chase started, right? You, but you have to elevate people up the card. The only person that they're elevating is Britt Baker. It's asinine. I don't understand it. And and they should be pushing up, say, Chris Statlander, who's also gaining a bit of traction. Uh, and look what they've done with her. Everybody keeps telling me how fucking great Chris Statlander is, and I've yet to see her do anything that I thought was impressive. Really? Anything. She's been better now, bro. It doesn't matter if it's her makeup. It doesn't matter if it's her <laughs> costuming. It doesn't matter if it's the people that she's hanging out with, if it's the attitude, if it's the promo, if it's the moves in the ring. Everything I see is the shits. And everybody keeps telling me how fucking great Chris Statlander is, and I just don't well, see it. Really? You could release her with the Dark Order tomorrow, Whoa. and I, I wouldn't even blink. Oh. Wow, I don't know, man. That's a big call. I think she's improved tenfold, actually, especially in the last couple of weeks. But it, it's not her fault. It's the company's fault for making you think like that, actually, Jago. To be I fair, she has been injured most of her time, too, in AEW. And the alien boop gimmick is stupid. No more. She's not an alien anymore, bro. She's from New York now, officially. No more alien gimmick, bro. I swear, she really isn't. It's just I know, awful. that's stupid, too. It's just <laughs> Uh, you know what they should have done here is they should have done a double turn ruby should have cheated to win the match nobody likes ruby all of a sudden give her the heat turn brit baby face everybody wants to fucking cheer her anyway like why not just turn her i don't get it they're fucking idiots at aw jugger they don't get it either clearly dude i mean seriously they just I know they're listening too. I know they, they they're very like aware of what the IWC say on social media and all that shit. But they just want to be fucking they just don't want to do it for whatever reason. They don't see what we see clearly. Well, if they are listening, then listen very very closely, TK. Listen very closely. Someone teach Paige Van Zant how to wrestle. Because Paige Van Zant could be that star. You she you could have a main event female talent right there but she's got to learn how to wrestle like i don't care if i don't see her for a year lock her up in a dungeon with freaking dustin Rhodes and booker t well actually if you just want to lock booker t in a dungeon i'm fine with that but put her in with uh-huh. dustin Rhodes for like a year serena deeb and have them just teach this girl how to work because i think she she gets it to the point where she can get through a six-woman tag right yeah but yeah, there's right. no way I would trust her with anything more than that. In a year, I want to see her beat Jade Cargill. I want Jade Cargill to remain mm. undefeated for a year and then have Paige Van Zant beat her. Because um, whoever beats Jade Cargill, that's going to be a bigger deal than beating Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship at this point. And you know what's funny? I dare say Jade Cargill's gotten that TBS Championship more over than the AEW Women's Championship. Dude. Unquestionably. <laughs> like, seriously. So I would have Jay Cargill even win the AEW Women's Championship and let her hold on to both. Yeah, and she's got the best catchphrase in all of professional wrestling. It's Tony, true. cut the shit. That's the best <laughs> yeah. catchphrase in all of professional wrestling right now. <laughs> Tony, cut the shit. You know I say it I mean? to my it dog the all the time. Kamara, <laughs> cut the shit. Like, all the time. I love it. Best catchphrase. That is pretty good, though. Kyle right. O'Reilly defeats Darby Allen, which is stupid to me. Kyle O'Reilly is a tag team wrestler. He's always going to be a tag right. team wrestler. Whenever they, they pushed him as a single in Ring of Honor, didn't work. Pushed him as a single in NXT, didn't work. Pushed him as a single in AEW, guess what? It's not going to work. It's 100%. not. It, it, I agree not. with you 100%. And sacrificing it's Darby true. for that, I don't understand. For what reason also? Absolutely nothing. 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 It done nothing for these guys. If anything, it make it makes Darby worse, and it does nothing for Kyle. Yep, agreed. Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, sixteen minutes fifty five seconds. Seems seems pretty good. Um, and I like the match. It's just there was no heat. There was no heat, and no one really cared by this point either, dude. It felt like, which well, is a shame too, because they tried. Why am I supposed to dislike Serena Deeb? You tell me. What is it to dislike about Serena Deeb, really? I mean, they present her as a heel. All she does is, you know, she's an underdog story who's been fighting for years, is finally getting her big opportunity, and she goes out and she beats people up. (laughs) Yeah. 
So why should we hate it? Why do I dislike this again? Like, <laughs> but it's true. But there's sense. no substance either, though, to a nope. gimmick. That's the problem, Jago. Okay. That's the issue, man. And they really need to do something about that. I'm sure she's aware herself. So I don't know if it's got to do with her or if it's got to do with W. But I've been saying this for a long time, man. I really have, and I hate to say it because she's really, a great she's probably. Talent. Absolutely, the best talent probably in terms of in the in between those ropes in all of women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, Jericho Appreciation Society defeat the L.A. Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> um, this I gave negative eighteen stars. I think I hated everything about this. Um, Me too. It was overindulgent. It was. I, I don't care for Stadium Stampede. I'm not a big fan of war games, blood and guts, whatever you want to call it. Like this is it's just too over the top for me. I I don't even enjoy these kind of matches. I it's just mass freaking chaos. That's all it was. I mean, really, it was just blood and guts. It felt like again they were literally cosplaying Anita, uh Terry Funk, Cactus Jack, like it just I don't know, bro. That's what it felt like for me. And this is just a mess. And what business does wrestlers like, you know, Brian Danielson got to do with this type of shit? I mean, really, I wouldn't be associating myself. Look, unless he wanted to do it and he wants to have a bit of fun, cool. But why? What for, man? And that that finish to me was just just ridiculous, dude. The one guy you should have protected inside of this match. The one guy is the guy who ends up passing out and you call the match off. I can't believe that, dude. When you really think about it, isn't that crazy or what? I don't understand it. I don't understand that whatsoever. I thought the best thing of this entire program was the Eddie Kingston promo that he cut on the pre-show. Did you you see that promo? I saw that. I did actually see that. But it was very... I don't want to say, like... Man, why now? I feel like it's a little too little too late, man. We should have saw this on television, say on Dynamite yep. or Rampage. But instead, we get it on a pre-show. By that point, am I supposed to care? Nope. Completely Do you, agree. you know what I'm saying? And Completely that's my agree. issue with that. It was great, but I don't think anyone gave a shit. Yep. Jurassic Express defeats Swervely and Team Taz. Um, I feel like it's time for Jurassic Express to lose these belts. But it is Keith Lee and Swerve, not the team to lose them to. Team Taz, not the team to lose them to. It's got to be FTR. I mean, F- FTR is the best freaking tag team in the world right now, and everybody knows it. Well, you're right. But at the same time, I did predict Jurassic Express to get the win, and everyone thought I was crazy, right? I did. But as well. when you look, right. So when you look at the matchup, why would Swerve or Keith Lee? or Team Taz win this match when they're bickering with each other anyway. So it just, that's not going to happen. So it was obvious that the Jurassic Express are going to win, but I hate them as tag champs. And yeah, I guess it would have to be FTR. Like you said, Jago are the only logical opponents to take those straps away from them. Well, I, I, I do this idiot thing in my brain where it's like, I look at the, you know, the roster and I say, okay, the champions should be boom, boom, boom. And, it's typically like the tag team champions, I think, should be the best tag team in the company. Crazy, Absolutely. right? Right, right. I mean, and, and, and then the same way with, you know, the men's and the women's. And I just. Well, for whatever reason, they see shit differently. They think for whatever reason, those belts are going to make the guys. So that means money. Bullshit. The guys make the belts. The belts never make the guys. Absolutely. 100%. And then you have CM Punk defeating Hangman Page, 25 minutes and 40 seconds. We talked about it, Jimmy. I mean, I'm fine with it. Um, Switchblade Jay White already sold out the United Center for Forbidden Door. And uh, quickly, too. Did you see his comment on Twitter about it? All he, oh, said, hell. All he said was, did I do it again? Yeah. And it was like, you piece of shit. <laughs> How you he sold not. that Madison Square Garden as well. Yes. I mean, it's just like, you piece of shit. Come on, bro. You did Dude, not single-handedly no. sell out Madison Square Garden. He's, he's trying to miss it. Like, if he says it enough times, it'll just become fact. 
Dude, he's so good, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. This guy is so fucking good. The more I see Jay White, the more I like him every time, bro. And I've been a fan of his for years now. But, man, he's just so good, man. I, I want to see him in a prominent role in fucking AEW. Like, properly. I want to see him actually do a promo. And I'm not talking about announcing the Forbidden Door. I'm talking about actually doing a Jay White-esque promo. Well, you know, Jay White did make one comment, and I, I kind of like this idea. Jay White made a comment when he announced Forbidden Door. He said, this is not about AEW. It's not about New Japan. It's all about Bullet Club. Right? Yeah, and I like that. I like that. So maybe, maybe we could just take Bullet Club Japan and Bullet Club America and put them together. Right? So you can well, so you can have like you know five guys from you know the the, the Super Bullet Club undisputed elite and Super Bullet <laughs> and they could take on five other guys you know maybe oh maybe maybe well, if if we'll we only had a if we only had another faction that existed well, well, both in New Japan Pro Wrestling and in AEW if we only had another faction well. like that. Well, they're his best friends, but no, and chaos that. and chaos. But fuck let me just that. say, come on, your man. wish might have come true because they did announce today on Dynamite this coming week. <laughs> get this: the Super Click, as in uh, the Bucks and Adam Cole and fucking what do you call it, Red Dragon, and Hikaleo from Bullet Club, bro. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Where There's something happening. They're taking... Who are they taking on, actually? I forgot who they're taking on, but that sort of stood out. I'll find out now who they're taking on. Well, you, but, you, um, you know who they should take on at Forbidden Door? Who's that? Cody, get your wallet out. Los <laughs> Ingobernables! Well, I'm, I'm glad ha you saw what happened. Yes, yes! The brothers have reunited! Absolutely. <laughs> and, oh, man! Rush and Andrade, maybe you know you throw in a Tetsuya Naito, uh, a Shingo Takagi, and then you need one more guy, one more guy. Um, Tanahashi, bro. Um, no, Takahashi, sorry. No, no, no. I think I think you need a debut, and you need to bring in the other brother. Oh, true. I, I can true. we get some Dragon Lee up in AEW if you're gonna have El Idolo and you're gonna have Roosh? Maybe, maybe can we get a Dragon Lee? Is he still doing shit with New Japan also? Um, well, I, I would have thought he would have been in Best of Super Juniors, but right, but I don't think he really has been doing much with New Japan lately. I don't think he's been doing much of anything since his baby girl was born. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't actually realize. Well, yeah, it makes sense to bring him in, right? I mean, has he had a match in AEW before? No. Maybe one? Never? No, not not to the best of my knowledge. Well, Rush did also say on Facebook or Twitter, one of those on social media, that there's a new home of Los Ingobernables, and that is All Elite Wrestling, bro. <laughs> so, there's going to have to be a third one. Because is this good? Is this good? He, I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I mean, I love Roosh, but <laughs> absolutely. He's, but he's, not, he's not, he's not so well known as the best <laughs> locker room guy. Right. <laughs> you know, what you but see is him, what dude. you he get with like Roosh. Like, I don't know, man. Tom will tell at least El Idalo as in Andrade or La Sombra. Hopefully we get La Sombra making an appearance again. Oh, no, 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 no. Please, please do not. I don't want to see that shit. No oh, way, I mean, dude. If he's part of Los... Is, can you imagine that? Woo! Los Ingers, <laughs> Or some shit. I like, thought you and were doing the Macarena the there for a second, Jimmy. No, you know how he does that shit before he sort of um, struts? It's because I'm sitting down. If I was standing up, you, you'll know what I'm doing. But And then he just falls onto the canvas anyway. I mean, seriously, I could see that, bro. If they allow him to actually join... AW because of his past, if Dear you get my God. drift. But it'd be funny, but I don't want that to happen. Please, no. Lord, Please no. God. Please, God. No, no, no. Please. But they've got to be a third one because if they're going to debut the trios belts, like the, apparently they are, well, it only makes sense for one more to join up. Hashtag no more belts. Um, I, I hate the idea of trios titles. They've never worked anywhere other than Mexico. 
the never titles don't work in japan the roh six-man titles never worked I, lucha underground i guess kind of the, that bridge that little bit of an exception but trio spells just don't work in the west they never have absolutely not jimmy no, no, i'm hoping to see oh yeah go for it oh, oh yeah, no what, what what were you gonna say i was gonna say one more thing about losing your benambles i do want to see uh, lij and the og ally join forces man and just i just want to see it that's all i want to see yep yep i mean that's where naito learned it was from la sombra right so absolutely and like if people know the eye gesture and i've said this a million times i mean he made that hot just it's and that was racial shit. right it was racist shit because the mexicans used to say to him open your eyes open your eyes so he yep. did <laughs> so yep. he did all right and absolutely turned that into something that's one of the best things in wrestling in my opinion He's made a couple dollars off of it. Absolutely. Smart man. Jimmy T, we are at one hour and five minutes. I told you we'd get the AEW review done in an hour. We are goddamn (laughs) professionals. Is there anything that you want to plug, promote, get over before we get out of here today? Well, let's plug the blow-off first because we can catch us right here at theblowoffpod.com. Also, right right there on the bottom. Also, please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. And if you want to follow me, you can at DJ Mass Effects and at the PWC Network. Also, channelattitude.com and hamimidigroup.podbean.com, where you can also find us right here. See, he's there. been doing this for two months without me. He gets all the plugs <laughs> yeah. in. I don't even have to like coax him anymore for the channel attitude <laughs> plug or the Hamin Media Group plug. The Ayatollah Ben Hamin gave him a $5 face slap. He learned all of his plugs. <laughs> Uh, guys, it's 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 great to be back. I will be back in your ear holes soon. We're working on a new episode of Destino that I think is actually going to be in coordination with NoDQ.com. So I think that could be a, a, a bit of fun. Uh, get our boy Noah Foster on and talk about a little bit of Dominion. So, uh, and we will be back here next week for the blow-off and Saturday, tentatively, for Rampage Uncaged, presented by the Hami Media Group. Uh, so we will talk to you next time, an all-new edition of the blow-off. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya. Ciao.